This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing my friend Emily. She is an influencer that's known for What's Emily Doing, which is her Instagram account. And then she also has another Instagram account called Miss New Foodie, where she's a food blogger in New York City, which is actually how she started before transitioning to being a lifestyle influencer. This conversation is just a very, very casual conversation with a friend. Me and her met when I actually moved to New York because she went to NYU so she's been living in New York for like five or six years now. She's from the area. So I got a lot of good insight about what New York is really like through her. And I thought she'd be a perfect fit to have on this podcast, just casually talking. And also we talked a lot about what it's like living in New York City by yourself right now during the coronavirus pandemic. And it was just a very interesting conversation, like hearing her thoughts about it since she's there, she's living alone, how she's adjusted to it. And again, I just want to say this is just me talking to a friend. It's not, don't get any like sound advice from us. We were just really candidly talking about our hopes for the future, how we hope New York will reopen and how we hope that it gets back to normal, but it's not anything saying like go outside, it's safe or anything like that. So I really want to say a disclaimer for that in case it sounds like we're getting excited and like we're just going to go outside in the next few weeks. Like we're definitely listening to all of the CDC guidelines and the governor Cuomo and how his plans to reopen the city and the state. So just wanted to preface it with saying that, but I just love my podcast being a conversation, having it, you feel like you're in the room with us. So that's basically my goal for this episode. I really hope that you guys enjoy it. And we talk about a lot of different topics. I feel like we talked about so many topics in this podcast. We talked about uh, living in New York. We talked about going to NYU and going to college in such a big city, being from the area, future plans. We talked about jobs and social media and how they compare to other jobs. And then, of course, we talked about what it's like living in the city during this time. This was recorded virtually, of course, um, but I really do hope that you guys enjoy this episode and I hope it just brings a little light to the situation because it's nothing scary. It's just two friends talking about what's going on in the world. So hopefully you feel like you're in the room with us. Anyways, I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. So let's get into it. 
Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Airs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream, it is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Hi, Emily. Thanks so much for joining my podcast. I can't wait to have you on. Thanks for having me. So the first thing we're going to start with is setting the record straight. This is when I say some assumptions and some stereotypes, and then you're going to tell me if they're true or false. Okay, I love this. I love this already. So the first one is it's hard to do social media full time. Yes, very, very hard. Yeah, I think a lot of people like under like don't don't think it's as hard as it is. It's definitely. Yeah, 
I, when I first did it full time, I was nowhere near prepared for what I was going to have to do and deal with. Um, And I think a lot of people don't know about the behind the scenes work. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I just feel like it's something that no one talks about and all you see is like pretty pictures on Instagram. And then that's just like all you think it is. Yeah, people think that doing full time any sort of social media is taking a couple of pictures, editing them, and then just like being... I don't know, wa- wandering around the apartment all day. It's not like that at all. I know, I know. Yeah, or eating like, yeah, keep brunch restaurants and coffee <laughs> yeah. shops. <laughs> and the next one is New Yorkers are rude. Uh, false. It depends on the scenario, I, I will say. Yeah. I think New Yorkers are nice in some ways and they're nice to other New Yorkers. But if you are like, I, I don't know. It depends on the scenario. If I lost my wallet, a New Yorker, a decent New Yorker would try to return it. That kind of thing. Like they have a good conscience, I feel like. But on the subway, they're going to like push you out of the way to get to the seat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good way to put it. I feel like it's one of those things where it's they just don't care about like, yeah, they have a good conscience, but it's like they're very focused on themselves. Like they're not going to waste their time focusing on anyone else that's in their way or like Um, physically like on the street or whatever so I feel like it can come across as rude but it's really like they're all just trying to get to where they need to be and everyone's in a rush (laughs) yeah and you've been in New York for years now so I feel like I can actually like ask you and get a good opinion I know I was thinking about that the other day because I'm like sitting in my apartment just reflecting on my life here I've been here for seven years maybe almost eight I don't know what my math is right now it's crazy that's crazy. Yeah, that's like you're almost uh, officially New Yorker. What is it, 10 <laughs> years and you're officially a New Yorker? <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Definitely weird. And then the next one is doing social media is not a quote-unquote real job. So false. So false. Yeah. I feel like doing social media is, I think it's like any other freelancer job. And I think it should be given as much credit. Like freelancers work double the amount that a nine to five desk worker works in a lot of scenarios. Um, And a lot of it is like how hard you hustle determines how successful you can be. And that's really hard. It's not like a steady paycheck where if I clock in at nine and sit at my desk and type a couple of emails, like I know I'm going to get a paycheck in two weeks. um, It's really hard. And that's actually something I was not really expecting or prepared for when I first started doing it full time. Um, So I have a lot of respect for freelancers and people who are successful at social media influencing as a job. I also think with freelance too, every time you are working, you're doing something to like further benefit yourself versus at a corporate job, there is a lot of downtime. I'm not saying that a corporate job isn't hard or it's not difficult or anything, but I do feel like I've noticed when I was working at a corporate job and with my friends also, because I know that I don't have like the most experience, but even like looking at what my friends are doing, I just noticed that a lot of things are just like, I have to be here because I, it's not five o'clock yet or I have to just sit around and wait for someone else to do something. But really, it's when you're doing freelance and working for yourself, like every single time you're working, it's actually like to further benefit you. It's a lot of mental strength, too, because it's like, OK, I have two hours of free time. Like what what else should I be doing right now? Like I, I don't feel right. I don't feel productive if I just sit and watch a YouTube video or like go for a walk, which is also why a lot of freelancers feel stress all the time because it's like there is no downtime. 
Right. I mean, you can always be doing something like there's no one telling you what to do. So like you really could always be doing something. And I think it, especially living in an environment where you're surrounded by very successful people, it's like, okay, how do I get to that level of success? Like I must be working hard. Like I must need to work harder. Right. Is a lot of times the mentality. Um, so now just tell us a little more about yourself. So where you went to school, who you are, like how you grew up. Yeah. So um, my name is Emily. Um, I run the Instagram account, What's Emily Doing? It's like a fashion lifestyle type account. Um, Instagram is like my main social media platform. I'm, I'm a very um, beginner at YouTube, but it's there kind of. Um, and then so I, I went to NYU and I graduated in 2017. And then from there, I worked at a tech startup um, right out of college for two years. And then I guess almost a year ago, I quit that job to do full-time social media and like full-time Instagram content creation, freelance brand work for other companies and brands. And then I've done like consulting work in addition to that at new startups. So it's quite a mix of like my own work and then helping other companies grow and build their brand presence. Um, and yeah, I would say my like biggest thing right now is I really want to dive headfirst into like the fashion world. Um, it's always been something I'm interested in, but especially now as I feel like so many new brands are popping up from social media creators, everyone's making their own whatever t-shirt line, overalls, makeup. It's a really great opportunity now more than ever to like attempt to build your own business. So not that I have one at the moment, but that's that's the dream one day. Yeah, I mean, you do though. You run your own business by just doing what you're doing, you know? Like you're the one that has to pay the bills. You're the one that's like deciding how much money you're going to make at the end of the day. You know, it's all on you. So that's your own business already. And also, what is the difference between your tech startup job that you first had and now doing this full time? Like were there what were some of the differences that you saw? Um that role it was a marketing role but it was more like salesy so i was just like helping the company grow by building new like building their client base so it was definitely corporate but because it was a startup it was still lenient um and at the time actually i was still kind of a food blogger so my instagram used to be uh miss new foodie is what it was called from the bubba spark song so i i transitioned entirely from food to fashion um just because i'm like not really a foodie but i started it my freshman year of college when i was just moved to the city i was going out to dinner i was like taking pictures of food i thought it was fun also instagram wasn't like a thing in 2013 like i didn't know it was gonna be what it is uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say your food account, Miss New Foodie. So I didn't even live in New York, but I followed it because I loved New York and I was always <laughs> visiting. And I remember my friend telling me about it and I was like, oh, I'll go follow it. And I just thought that the name was like the most creative thing I've ever heard. I was like, it is the cutest name <laughs> for an Instagram account. Thank you. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, this is so like this account is so cool. And I actually don't think I've ever told you this, but it's coming back to me now. So my friend Katie, she's <laughs> my friend Katie is like a food vlogger also. And she's like obsessed with all of these food accounts. And I remember a few years ago, I think when you were still doing this new foodie, she was in New York and she was like, oh my God, it is my dream to like meet Miss New Foodie. Like she was <laughs> like, it is my dream to meet her. And she said that she saw you at a restaurant and it was like, she doesn't remember where or what, but she saw you at a restaurant and she was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And like, did she I say hi? A picture. No, she never said hi. 
That's so like funny. She was like fangirling. And it's literally just now coming back to me because I was like, wait, I remember her telling me that she has seen you once. And I was like, no way. That's, that's so, so funny. Cool. And, and it's like a few years ago. Yeah. I know. I so. honestly, I wish I, so I like kind of baby restarted Miss New Foodie. It literally has 300 followers. I don't know if I'm going to keep up with it, but I do miss some of the excitement of like taking a picture of like pasta and pizza and stuff but i wish i kept miss new foodie and then just started what's emily doing separately um instead of like switching over because i feel like i confused people and like had a weird overlap but i didn't know instagram was so much different it's changed so much over the past like five six years i guess that i've had it i just wanted to take a quick break to thank tm soft's white noise sleep sounds for sponsoring today's episode are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, like why did you start that account? Like why... And how did it grow so quickly or did it grow so quickly? Yeah, well, I went to NYU actually originally as a nutrition major. So one of my classes, it was technically a science lab, but it was literally a cooking class. So we would make these like omelets and frittatas and whatever. And I remember afterwards, the professor was always like, okay, guys, now time to like take pictures of your food. And Instagram was so new because it was still like 2013 at the time. So I just made an Instagram account to put those pictures on and then people on my dorm would get like insomnia cookies or pizza at night and I like took pictures of it and I just put it on this Instagram and it grew so quickly it was crazy I think I started it in October 2013 and then I remember my spring break I hit 5,000 followers and then that summer I had hit 10,000 followers so that's only in like I can't do the math like seven months a year yeah um and also food blogging was way it was very popular like the infatuation had they're a huge company now but at the time they were just a food instagram like a food review instagram food in the air did you ever follow them that was like a popular i don't even know if they're still around but that was like a big one um it was just that was more popular i feel like than fashion instagram people like food was yeah. all over my Instagram feed. So it grew very quickly. And then I switched it over to fashion when I graduated college. So 2017. Um, and it's it's been switched to what's Emily doing ever since. Yeah, no, I think that's so cool how you did start that way. Because like, I don't know, I normally don't talk to that many food bloggers. Like my friend is a food blogger, but it's he- interesting seeing one like that kind of randomly started because I feel like a lot of people start with the intention of growing but I feel like you kind of started just for fun and then it happened to grow so I think that's like a really cool difference and when you were switching over to fashion like have you seen that same growth have you seen it being more difficult or like what do you see in terms of the social media trends it's definitely been more difficult I would say for two reasons the first is obviously like um when I had my food Instagram I had almost 130,000 followers but they all came to my account for food so then one day Mm -hmm. I literally changed the name started posting pictures of myself and obviously I lost a lot of followers from that and then I think also Instagram has just changed like it's very I hate to say it like oversaturated but there's so many accounts now that um you just don't grow as quickly and if anything like you you lose followers 
which is like just the nature of of the platform i think it's really hard to grow on instagram right now if you're doing something that other people are doing like every girl is posting pictures of their outfit um you know it's not as unique as it used to be but it's still fun and i still enjoy doing it and like building a a little community yeah no i mean i think also like you were saying back then instagram was so much more new so there like it's easier to grow because there's not as many accounts to compete with you know but i think it's just one of those things that you lose followers a lot but like you're gonna still have those like consistent loyal followers and that's that's what honestly matters more like whenever i lose followers i'm kind of like i wonder why they unfollowed me but then i'm also like okay well they probably weren't interacting with my stuff anyways so it's only gonna help my engagement if i have right. the only people that like interact with my stuff so and then you also went to school in new york and you've been here for like what like seven eight years or whatever so how was going to school in new york because i went to a big state school in north carolina um so i just feel like it must be really different i know you don't you can't like compare it to that but like for in your eyes like compared to the movies compared to your friends like was going to school in new york a little bit different i always tell people that if i could go back like if i could redo my college experience i would have loved to go to a big state school my first freshman maybe even the first two years and then switch to nyu um, because I, I missed out on the typical college experience, even though I had an amazing, incredible time at NYU, I can't relate to what almost all of my friends experienced at college. Like I never went to like a frat party in a house on a hill or went to, you know, um, so it was so different in the sense of parties and Greek life. There actually was Greek life at NYU. It was just different. So I was in a sorority, but our mixers were at bars. So we would go to a New York City bar. Like we would rent out these bars at 8 p.m. on a Thursday and we'd have X's on the back of our hands if we weren't 21. We couldn't drink there. Obviously, it's not legal and it's like m- monitored by the owners and the NYPD, obviously. So it was just, it was different. But there were parties at apartments and stuff um but apartments are so small (laughs) right Uh, yeah it's I don't know it's hard I'm trying to think of like there were a couple of bars near NYU so NYU is actually like near Washington Square Park it's a most of the buildings are down there so there were a couple of bars that um you could get in underage but it was kind of a hit or miss like am I gonna get in tonight I don't know it's kind of it's the same as coming to New York before you're 21 if you ever interned here like is my fate gonna work tonight I don't know like 50% of the time it did 50% of the time you just go home it was it was just like um but I I don't know I have such amazing memories and also you would do things that were that are fun for people now our age to do so I used to go to the High Line I would picnic at Central Park when I was 18 with my friends on a Tuesday afternoon so it's just different but I loved it But I, again, I wish I could have experienced both because I feel like I missed it, missed out. Yeah. I don't know. I love, like, I feel like it'd be so cool to go to school in New York at being 18, but I just remember myself at 18 and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I was a baby my freshman year of college and I can't imagine living in New York City at 18 years old. I was a a baby. Yeah. Like, I, I just feel so young and like, New York is such a big adult city and you're mixed in with a bunch of people like it's not like you have your own campus like yeah Washington Square Park is the heart of the campus I guess but like everyone I mean I go through Washington Square Park every day like living in New York you know so it's not like it's only for college kids 
it's still yeah, that mix i think you become not i was so used to it i was so used to seeing strangers on the street walking to class that you don't even think about it i also think mm-hmm. i wasn't even mature enough to be aware that i'm in a giant city if that even makes sense like i was just like oh i gotta go to class here i go and i wasn't like wow i'm in new york city you know yeah yeah and you are from Connecticut, though. So did you travel into the city a lot when you were younger? I did. And funny enough, I hated my parents would always take me to a Broadway show and dinner. I feel like that's the classic. If you're from the tri-state area, that's your thing to do on a holiday weekend. And I would beg my parents not to not to take me because I hated it so much. But I think that's because we were in Times Square, which is like the armpit of the city. So I didn't like it. And actually, when I first came to NYU, I was a little hesitant because I didn't see myself as a city person that's clearly changed so much since then but um yeah I don't know have you seen a difference from going to school there and then now post-grad like do you see the city in a different way I definitely see the city in a different way and in some ways I think I'm a little bit jaded like I I don't want to go the bars that people go to and the things that people do that are my age I feel like I'm like over it which is so annoying to say, but I experienced those things a little bit younger. So now I don't want to do that. So I'm kind of stuck because I don't want to go to a bar or an activity with like 30 year olds. But I also feel like when I go places that are for the 21 to 24 year old group, I feel like I've been there, done that, which is obviously very like privileged to say. Um, I don't know. I feel like eventually I'm going to move out of the city because I've experienced it to my fullest extent at this age. And then I want to come back. But I feel like I have been here for so long. But I love it. I I I absolutely love it. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say. Like that happens no matter where you are. Like, yes, New York is big. Yes, New York is the dream for some people. But like you've been here for a long time, too. So it's not like, oh, I hate like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's like a bad thing to say at all. So I actually wanted to ask you some of your recommendations and I know because yes. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people on the podcast are probably going to be traveling there eventually when this is all over. So I wanted to ask what are your like top places to go for people that have never been or even for people that already are there like a place to kind of live locally or like travel like a local not like a tourist mm-hmm. is this for food or drinks or sure. yeah let's do food let's do <laughs> restaurants okay um i feel like if you are in your 20s or like in high school or in that age range um east village is the most fun i would say there's a bar and a restaurant on every single block um for restaurants the very fun and things that are go-to i would say are um uh shoot i can't remember the name of it but it's the pasta place in east village you definitely know what i'm talking about oh that has, wait is it really cheap yeah why can't i think san of right marzano now? yeah san marzano <laughs> is like a go-to it's always crowded because everyone goes there very good food it's cheap it's like nine dollar pasta and wine it's so cheap and so good i think i got a picture so of good. sangria there yeah no i got a picture of sangria there for like 14 bucks or something like ridiculous i was like this is like unheard of for actually being good and being in new york city yeah it's cheap no matter where you are like even if this was in a random city yeah and it's so good yeah last time i tried going there they didn't even take me because they're like sorry we're just booked the whole night yeah last time i went they were like the wait's gonna be four hours i was like excuse me (laughs) 
yeah no i really wanted to go and then they're i was like i mean even if the wait is like two hours i'll wait and they're like no we're just like booked i was like okay never mind yeah <laughs> that's a good dinner spot good there's so many good brunch places my favorite are jack's wife frida have you ever been there that's like one of my favorites yeah so yeah, good it's really good um i love like bagels black seed bagels is one of my favorite um oh my gosh there's so many i can't even think have you ever been to veselka in the east village it's um it's open 24 hours which i think it still is so it's really fun to like go at night as well but they have breakfast food they have like latkes and pierogies um pancakes really good um oh my gosh there's so many i don't even know i i'm always compile like a big post or like a highlight on your story or like yeah like a highlight or something so it's not taking up your post but like a highlight that just like shares all of your favorite places yeah honestly i defer to the infatuation for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. they are so good at categorizing different restaurants for different things like parents are in town here's the top 10 restaurants or going to dinner with your brother or sister and listing it out yeah. so any occasion they have a list for it which helps me like figure out what the best scene is because also some restaurants are super loud and crowded others are more spaced out so you have to pick the, the right vibe yeah yeah no i i agree with you i'm excited this even talking about this i'm like ready to go back I'm like, i know things open up <laughs> on nice days like i look out my window and i'm like i can't wait to just sit outside at a restaurant on the sidewalk with a glass of rosé like people watching Uh, I know I know I miss it so now I mean you are still in the city so I'm recording this podcast in Charlotte and Emily's in New York right now in her apartment so how has the like how has it been being in New York during the coronavirus outbreak Um, because I know that it is obviously New York is like the hub for it so how has that like affected you how's that been yeah honestly so I live alone so I'm I'm like used to being alone so I don't mind it as much as far as staying um like staying what am I trying to say Uh, yeah I don't mind staying in but that being said the streets are like empty it's like a ghost town um I haven't been outside for groceries I order groceries which is really lucky that we've been able to do that because I don't I know in Connecticut I don't know if you can actually order things to my house I'm not sure how my parents are getting groceries to be honest I'm sure there's services but in New York Whole Foods will they have a service that'll deliver to you which is really great um I don't know I'm kind of taking it day by day I don't know when this will end so I don't want to like think about the future because I I don't see it so I'm just taking it day by day yeah yeah no I feel like it's one of those things where we were talking before this um podcast we're just like hopefully this ends sooner rather than later but like we don't know when like this is like you have that countdown or whatever yeah on your fridge yeah I literally have a June 1st countdown on my fridge because I I reasonably think it will hopefully we'll be able to like leave our apartments sooner but for now I feel like June 1st is a solid date to be like okay June 1st I can walk outside and get an iced coffee I don't know if I'll be going to restaurants and bars by June 1st, but I'm hoping I can like walk outside and not be fearful of whatever is out there. Um, That's optimistic. Who really knows? It's better to stay inside and be safe, though. Yeah, yeah. We're not saying to go out on June 1st. We're saying that (laughs) is like that's a benchmark. Yeah. And then like from there, we'll obviously reassess. But that's like a benchmark. Yeah, I need something to to. look forward to, like a date, anything. 
I know, I know. And are you, so has all of this made, like, you like New York more? Like, it? Le- you know, I feel like in times of, like, tragedy, I guess, which this is a tragedy, like, it makes people come together more, especially you being there in the heart of it. Do you think that that's, like, affected the way you've seen the city? Um, I would say I've seen people come together more um something that people are doing in the city which is really awesome it's not happening in my neighborhood because i'm not near any hospitals but at seven o'clock every night people open their windows and clap for all of the healthcare workers and nurses and doctors that are working 24 7 right now and it's amazing i see it on everyone's instagram story like the cheers happening throughout the streets like bring i'm like i have like chills thinking about it right now um everyone is united in this one effort to stop the spread of the virus and to make sure that everyone is taken care of that does get sick so in that sense it has really like brought me more love for the city and then additionally i watch (laughs) i watch the governor's press conferences every day which i i he is so calm and factual about everything and it helps me like if i google um press articles that are from random news outlets i feel like they're all scary and his press conferences are very informative and calming and i don't know i i feel like we're in good hands so that that was a very long-winded answer but (laughs) no yeah Um, no i completely agree i think there's a lot of information going on online and a lot of opinions and a lot of like even us right now we're like talking about our opinion and stuff and like i feel like a lot of it is very very scary and it's not like it's not like i know the information is scary but i think when we just look at it as like facts and what's happening and just what this is with the numbers and everything like that like yes it's bad and it is a scary thing but when you just lay it out like that it just eases some people's anxieties more Mm -hmm. than others i think it definitely i was actually watching yeah i was watching a video about this girl who um it works in like infectious diseases works with infectious diseases and she does research on them so she was doing a lot of research on this virus and she was just laying out the facts like what this virus hooks on to like why this is spreading so quickly all of this stuff and like it was informative and it was like eye-opening that yeah this is really serious this isn't just a flu but it also was calming because it was like okay these are the facts i know them it's not just like these scary articles that are being thrown around right some of the articles are so scary and it's not based on evidence i don't know if you've heard the there's this rumor that like taking advil like hurts or makes the um symptoms worse and that's there have been actual articles that are factual and scientifically based saying that that's not true at all but it's weird rumors that are randomly spreading throughout social media and random news articles that get people all freaked out yeah yeah no it is definitely a weird time that we're in especially because we haven't really had a pandemic happen with all of this like social media too where social media is just how the news spreads so rapidly Mm -hmm. so it's it's very interesting and I I saw this tweet that was like I'm tired of being part of history I was like me too like I don't want to be a part of history anymore like I just want like a life of nothing like happening in the world like (laughs) I know. What do you think life is going to be like after this? That's the thing. I don't know. Like, I I am, I don't know how people are going to, like, I feel like even, let's say, this is lifted, like, we've calmed it. People are not going to be really going to bars as much or, like, packing up places as much. I, like, 
but maybe they will who knows i feel like people are quick to forget as well yeah that's so, so true i don't know i have no idea i think i'll be hesitant to go to bars and part like whatever being near people still for a, a while probably yeah yeah but i don't know it's crazy and then how have you been like living alone so i besides from all of this like how has just living alone in a big city treated you um i'm i'm fine living alone like i said before i i kind of enjoy my alone time it's i i would say this is clearly more alone time than i've ever had in my entire life but i kind of occupy myself because of social media and i still feel connected to everyone i facetime my parents every day talk to my friends that's the beauty of kind of this situation in this modern time is you still can be connected to people without being near them which is really a blessing i can't even imagine what it's been like in the past before iphones and instagram and tiktok and whatever um so i'm kind of occupying myself working on my content staying connected to my friends and family it's kind of i try to treat it as much of a work day as i can so i wake up have my coffee, organize myself, and then I work until like five or six doing kind of whatever. Then I'll like eat dinner, shower, watch TV, and go to bed. So in that way, I feel like the days don't drag on because I have a schedule, which has really helped. Like I write, I make a list of everything that I'm doing for the day. I'm going to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor. You guys all know what Spotify is, but on Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free, so you do not need to have a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. And you can also easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you're listening to this ad right now, you should take a pause and share your podcast or share my podcast, I should say, on your Instagram story and let other people know where to find it. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for The Real Real Podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of The Real Real Podcast. Yeah, and do you think that, like, having a remote job already, because, like, being on social media is already, like, working from home, a remote job, do you think that that has, is going to be affected by the coronavirus or has it been affected for you by the coronavirus, your job? Um, I was talking to uh, my manager helps me a lot with like brand deals and stuff and also just kind of guiding me with a lot of different things. And right now it has minimally affected me. But if this continues on for a long time, I'm sure in the long term it will because companies as well, like companies are laying off large groups of employees um i don't know what their marketing budgets are like but i have to imagine that that's going to slow down they're not going to spend as much on like influencer marketing and i think i don't know i i know the economy is kind of like at a standstill up in the air i don't know enough about it to speak on it but i think things are just going to slow people are going to stop buying spending companies are going to stop spending marketing dollars so in the long run, I'm in, in the coming months, I'm sure it'll affect me more. But right now, it's been kind of okay. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, um, I definitely think, like for me, I always say I'm very fortunate for have a, having a job that I can already work from home and work remotely. But at the end of the day, like the people who do pay me are is marketing. Like, I, like that's like the industry that right. both of us are in. And 
so yeah like when marketing budgets low like if we're gonna enter a recession or if the mark if the economy just slows down people are only going to be spending money on essential things and i don't know how essential marketing is to a lot of companies like to some companies they may place a higher priority than others but yeah so like i've already noticed i've lost a few brand deals from this or like a few have been pushed back Mm -hmm. and it's just like i get it you know like i right if people aren't buying then there's no point in putting this much money into marketing so that is something that i mean i'm not worried but i I do i'm going to take into consideration that my income will be affected but that is something like going into being freelance going into being your own boss is something that you kind of get into knowing like this might not like not not every month is going to be the same some months are going to be better than others right so it's definitely um going to be interesting because the last time we had a recession was what 2008 2009 and influencers weren't a thing like that this is the first time influencers are going to feel what it is like in an unstable economy because since then like yeah the economy's had its ups and downs obviously but an actual full-on like recession that affects the whole country like this is the first time people are going to be feeling it i think so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting yeah who knows what'll happen hoping that doesn't get to that point but who knows yeah yeah and also this is just me and emily talking we don't know anything like (laughs) please don't whoever's listening don't take this as like sound advice we're just like having we're just chatting (laughs) yeah (laughs) i always need to put like a disclaimer that's like this is just two friends chatting not like listen to us guys this is what's gonna happen (laughs) so (laughs) we're right there with you we have no idea what's happening yeah yeah and okay what is some of your goals for the next year or for the next five years or like what's some things that you like are hoping to achieve and like with your whole social media business Ooh, it's a business yeah in the next <laughs> year i would say um i definitely want to read more and learn more and even take courses on like um building a consumer brand that sells products like um clothing specifically just because i want to become more knowledgeable in that industry um and then in five years oh gosh that's so scary i don't even know if i'll be living in the city at that point i think in the next five years i would like to move somewhere else and kind of experience a new city and a new atmosphere so that's definitely and that's scary for me because this is everything i've ever known so that's going to be a really big step but definitely in the next five years I don't know if it's California. I weirdly, I really love Austin and I've I've only been once and I don't consider myself to be, I like I'm a New Yorker, true and true, yeah. but I loved Austin when I visited last summer. It felt like Brooklyn, but warmer and nicer. Um, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's a good kinda, way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a, a personal travel go- goal for me. And then in my business, I think I just want to keep experimenting and trying new things i never want to get stuck in the i don't want to be just doing instagram and that's it in the next five years i want to branch out whether it's starting my own business whether it's consulting again for more brands or like building a startup that kind of thing um i think it's important to just always keep learning and experimenting new things because who knows instagram might not even be around in five years which is crazy to say yeah no i mean who knows what else is gonna pop up too I know there's so many (laughs) I'm obsessed with TikTok I just have to say it I could sit and watch TikTok videos for three hours and not think twice about it yeah no me too (laughs) I feel like I've done that already like I've done (laughs) it's crazy obsessed yeah 
And that popped up out of nowhere too. I literally out of nowhere. I, I did you ever download Musical.ly? Because I downloaded it back a couple years ago just to see what's up, to be in the know with the the younger generation. But this is a whole new ball game. Yeah, I thought Musical.ly isn't it just lip singing? Yeah, yeah. So I was always like, that's so weird. I, was I know. Like, I'm, I'm surprised. This. I'm surprised that even got as big as it did. Yeah, yeah. So. I never downloaded that, and then when TikTok bought it, I was like, this is another dumb thing. I don't know what this is, and now I'm like, catch me on that, like, at all times. (laughs) It's crazy because people are so, their videos are so funny, so well made, and it's like, how do they, how do they do that? In 15 seconds, how are you so entertaining? Mm -hmm. And like, all catch myself i'm like i've been watching this for like two hours now and it's like the max amount of time you can be on there is a minute so i have consumed so much content (laughs) in two hours and i'm like that's concerning i feel like how everyone's like oh my gosh i has anyone else like not been sleeping well during this quarantine and i'm like i honestly think it's because of how much time we're staring at a screen definitely like i think that's what it is because normally we're not staring at a screen that much we're not consuming as much content as we are so i honestly think that like now it's because we're just consuming a lot more content so it's messing with our brains definitely i'm staring at my phone or my laptop all day from the second i wake up that's so scary actually to think about (laughs) yeah or you're watching something you're watching tv you're staring at your laptop you're you know it's like constant you're constantly trying to distract yourself it's crazy it's it's actually i think that's what's like messing up with people's sleep probably convinced that that's what it is But where can they find you on social media and everywhere else? TikTok, YouTube, everything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All of my usernames are What's Emily Doing. So my Instagram is What's Emily Doing. Um, YouTube and TikTok are What's Emily Doing. I did have a podcast last year called What's Emily Saying, although I haven't. I paused on that a couple of months ago. But if you want to listen to the old episodes, I know I'm thinking about bringing it back just because everyone's sitting at home wanting to listen to stuff. Um, you'll be my first guest when I <laughs> bring it back. Yay! Um, <laughs> that is on Spotify and um, Apple, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and I think that's it. That's everything. Awesome. Well, I'll have everything linked. And thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I hope that you're staying safe and that you're staying sane, also. And just like, hopefully, this goes away soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Stay safe. Stay sane. That was it for the episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Let me know what you guys thought in the Facebook page or on a podcast review. If you guys did like this podcast or if you guys like any of my other podcast episodes, please be sure to give it five stars on iTunes. That is the only way that like the algorithm for podcasts can really share or like recommend my podcast to people because the Apple podcast algorithm is definitely not the best. So if you guys would leave me a five-star review, that would mean so much to me. Um, and then join the Facebook page, follow us on Instagram because we've been doing a lot of Instagram takeovers. So if you guys want to see your favorite podcasters do a takeover and kind of log their day on my stories, then you guys can follow us at The Real Real Podcast on Instagram. Anyways, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll see you guys next Monday on another episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room podcast. We publish 
two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the mom room podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovon Roomf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.